0: Welcome back to The Wise Man's Page, the daily podcast where we read a page of The Wise Man's Fear, and then we talk about it. This is page 971. She took her hand away, and I turned to face her. How did you get them? She asked. I caused some trouble at the university, I said somewhat sheepishly. They whipped you, she said, incredulous. Twice, I said. And you stay there? She asked as if she couldn't believe it. After they did this to you? I shrugged it away. There are worse things than whipping, I said. There's nowhere else I can learn the things they teach here. When I want a thing, it takes more than a little blood to... It was only then that I realized what I was saying. The masters whipped me, her patron beat her, and we both stayed. How could I convince her my situation was different? How could I convince her to leave? Denna looked at me curiously, her head tilted to the side. What happens when you want a thing? I shrugged. I was just saying I'm not easily chased away. I've heard that about you, Dennis said, giving me a knowing look. A lot of girls in Imre say you're not easily chased. She sat upright and began to slide toward the edge of the stone. Her white shift twisted and slid slowly up her legs as she moved. I was about to comment on her scar, hoping I might still bring the conversation around to her patron, when I noticed Denna had stopped moving and was watching me as I stared at her bare legs. What did they say exactly? I asked, more for something to say than from any curiosity. She shrugged. Some think you're trying to decimate Imre's female population. She edged closer to the lip of the stone. Her shift shifted distractingly. Decimate would imply one in ten, I said, trying to turn it into a joke. That's slightly ambitious even for me. How reassuring, she said. Do you bring all of them here? She made a little gasp as she slipped down the side of the stone. She caught herself just as I was reaching out to help her. Bring them what? I asked. Roses, fool, she said sharply. Or have you turned that page already? Would you like me to carry you? I asked. Yes, she said. But before I could reach for her, she slid the rest of the way into the water, her shift gathering to a scandalous height, before slipping free into the stream. The water rose to her knee, just dampening the hem. We made our way back to the Greystone and silently worked our way into our now dry clothes. Denna fretted at the wetness at the hem of her shift. That's the page. I'm Nick. I'm Jordana. I'm Jeremy.
1: Oh my god, she's just as stupid as he is.
0: (laughs) What makes you say that?
1: Because she's she she was gonna say something, she didn't say the thing that she was gonna say, and then she jumped to a conclusion, and I'm frustrated by it.
0: What do you think that was?
1: She assumes that he treats every girl the way he treats her,
0: yeah, and that this is his boning spot, Did and that there's nothing special them between
1: them because blah blah blah, yeah, yeah.
0: Well, she was hoping that uh, that it was a rumor, that it was not true, that his reputation is is false, that he's not actually. I mean, his
1: reputation is kind of false. It's not. It, it's. Well, his, it's I'm... it's not entirely
0: true. I mean, his reputation as, as a womanizer, which is absolutely true. Well, what? <clears throat> okay, fine, womanizer. Fine, not a womanizer, but like someone who is having a lot of he's casual getting around trysts. Yeah. That to me is just jealousy on her part. Like I don't think she is in, and like he's not doing be. Yeah, it's not wrong.
1: like they're a thing.
0: Exactly, and she's she's in no place to like judge that either. But she, I think that's why she gets mad because he doesn't say no. It's not true. Uh, mm-hmm. She makes a joke of it actually, which is probably even worse, and that's why her. Mood also, changes. she's
1: like busy courting all the rich dudes. So yes! exactly. What is she's the difference? a hypocrite? <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah.
0: Well, and Quoth is a hypocrite too. Like this is the thing. They are both more so than ever now. They are both kind of going through the same journey on different sides uh, of it i see i see it mm-hmm. what's her scar i don't remember this
1: he has a scar on above her knee
2: yeah the one he was talking about on the previous page it's like an artifact of her patron beating her or
0: so close uh, a scar on a leg above her knee right 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 new enough brutal mm. okay i missed that she says something that I think
2: she intends to be pretty nasty that he doesn't totally comment on. When she says, do you bring them all here? And then she slips. Uh, she's about to say, as Jordana quite rightly points out, do you bring them all here? And he asks, bring them what? And she says, roses, fool. Or have you turned that page already? Referring to her persistent metaphor, like all the guys who court her are using the same worn book. So she's she has already... Decided in her mind that he's just like all the other guys.
0: Yep. and they were joking earlier that it's the same book, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, so this she she made up her mind in that moment. That's interesting, huh? Like she made up her mind in that moment. I think.
2: Yeah, she makes a snap judgment because he says decimate would imply one in ten, which is slightly ambitious even for me. Which is uh,
0: a kind of a jackass thing to say. I mean, it
2: it is it is. Like, I, well, I think he's not reading the room, right? He's not realizing- yeah, He doesn't that,
1: think she's serious the way that she is.
2: He's also he's being such a smartass, too. Well, <laughs> he doesn't think she'd be bothered by it. And frankly, she shouldn't be bothered by it because he's not doing anything wrong. She takes that badly. Um, and And like her next line is how reassuring, right? Like she's so like hurt and sarcastic about it. And then I find this very interesting. He says, would you like me to carry you? And she says, yes, and then puts herself in the water, which I think is a really good reflection of how confused she is, right? Like she, I think she hasn't really, like she's angry at him in this moment and she is afraid that he is just like all the other guys. But I think there's another part of her that like knows that he loves her and that she loves him. And she does want him to pick her up romantically and carry her across the river, but she won't let herself because she's also mad at him.
1: Love is so complicated.
2: These kids are making it complicated, that's for sure.
1: I mean, what teenager has not made love complicated?
0: I'm so pleased, Jeremy, at how you've grown as a close reader. We talk a lot about Jordana's progress as a reader, but Jeremy, you're uh, at this point now in the last stretch of this book. He drank the Kool-Aid. Yeah, you're you're really, really doing a great job at finding these little kernels of meaning that I'm missing on even. I'm good at finding kernels of meaning where there are kernels of meaning to find.
2: As I have been insisting since page one of the first episode of this podcast, there's just less of them than you think. Not everything is a hidden kernel of meaning. I think all Unless we disagree is. about is, is how many acorns are there on the ground waiting to be picked up and, and gnawed at like a, some kind of manic book squirrel.
0: Now listen here son, you can call me the colonel. That's right, colonel of meaning. And I'm here to tell you that you can find meaning anywhere. From the smallest nut on the floor under the the wonderful oak tree to the great clouds in the sky, the shape of the clouds, why there's meaning there too. Anyway, time for me to go back to the army. Where <laughs> Thank I've you, colonel. The rank of
2: <laughs> I also I think it's an interesting characterization of Quoth's pigheadedness that there's a whole paragraph on this page where he goes, "Oh my God, I've been how can I make this argument to her? I am saying the exact same thing, you know. I'm willing to get whipped for what I want, so is she." And then like a couple
0: of paragraphs later, he's like, <laughs> yeah, "I'm hopi- hoping I was I might still bring the conversation around to his to her patron." Yeah. It's like you
2: like he's really lucky that she keeps changing the subject because like
0: I think that would really sink him. Yeah, well he's he's basically sunk by the like a really interesting. I want to have a conversation tomorrow or I suppose in a couple pages on where they are left cuz this is the final scene with Denna. She is mentioned in passing uh, like they have another exchange that happens at a distance, but this is the final diegetic scene with Denna in this book and it does not end in a a place that feels vibrant.
2: No, it's uh it's pretty depressing
0: and listeners I know how much you look forward to us depressing you. So let's not do it. We have a letter today that is going to surely going to leave a jolly taste in our mouths and our ears where we put our podcast. This is from John from Ventus who writes greeting pagers hearing Jeremy say Koyons on page See, I can't even say it the way Jeremy does. He's so deranged. He says it Koyen Koyen it reminded me that I've been wanting to share with you some words into which my six-year-old also likes to add superfluous phonemes: yayux, jeans, deep, Tium. thirtyun, fortyun, buat, hurats, Fruat. huge, sweet, so up. Peace, signed John from Ventus.
1: I don't even know what all those words are.
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't know what yayax is. Jeans deep. Oh, I thought Yax was 13. like
1: Yaks, like a yak. Maybe
0: boat hurts fruit huge sweet soap.
1: I'm sorry. Can you say H U G E again? Huge. Okay. It sounded uh, like you said huge like, huge, like without the H sound. Maybe Very I did. Big. You know?
0: Maybe I did. I've got an accent too. We all do. Yep. Everyone Might has an accent to somebody. go somewhere else. I
1: really want. Like, I wish I could know how a canadian accent sounds to people who aren't canadian and like the closest i can get we, is like what
0: that's why they say we say a boot that's what it sounds like to them we have slightly longer vowel sounds so we don't say a boot to each other but we do have a slightly longer vowel sound well i think a
2: boot in particular is uh is thinking about how people on the east coast sound cuz people on the east coast do say a boot
0: yeah but even us we have a longer like people i have been Teased by people from the Midwest and farther south when I just say about in a way that sounds normal because we say it, we do say it noticeably differently than someone even from New York City or New York State. Well, they have like a higher vowel sound about. We say about. We also, Jordana, are very lazy with our consonants here Uh, in in Toronto and the Southern Ontario Inverons. We say Toronto. Toronto? Yeah, (laughs) Toronto instead of Toronto, for example. Yeah,
2: dead giveaway uh of a foreigner. Like if you're if you're like a spy infiltrating uh Southern Ontarian society, uh your your dead giveaways if you if you pronounce Toronto with all the T's. That's
0: right. Interestingly, we apparently have a lot etymologically in common with the cockney accent. Hmm.
1: Huh. Things I would not have automatically considered.
2: Well I mean it sort of makes sense when you imagine who was uh trying to escape uh Britain to find better opportunities.
0: Yeah, all the religious weirdos, right? Yeah, well, it was
2: not the it was not the pashos, Let's say that. Yeah. Anyway, the religious weirdos ended up going to the states mostly. I feel like by the time the British were colonizing uh, what was to become Canada, it was it was more just like economic opportunity.
0: Right. That's that's a fair point.
2: Anyway, this has been a Canadian Colonial History Hour with your hosts Nick Jordana and Jeremy,
0: and we'll be back for more on tomorrow's page. Samuel Champlain wind
1: uh, Wind. <laughs> win.